So what's up everybody? Hope you guys are kicking ass today. I say that all the time, don't I? Kicking ass. Hope you're kicking ass. I'm kicking ass. Are you kicking ass? Hopefully not like literally. Hopefully uh, you're not out just beating people up. That would be kind of, um, well, kind of mean and kind of not cool. And we can't be friends. <laughs> Welcome to Daily Drives. I am your host, Jason Cremines. As always, you can find me on social media, C-R-E-M-E-A-N-S. Type that into Google, and I'm sure you'll find me. Scroll around a little bit. I'm out there somewhere. Uh, I'm not like the most popular person in the world, but one of these days, maybe, with your help, sharing podcast episodes and sharing my profile and commenting on my posts and things like that, all those things are helping me to build my own personal brand. And that's, that's what I'm doing, not just with the uh, podcast, but of course with my social media. Uh, what I try to do here is influence people in a positive way on a daily basis. That's, that's my goal. So if you're influenced positively by the things that I post or the podcast episodes or whatever it is, then be sure to share that with your friends and other people who could use that same kind of positivity in their life. That's me, Mr. PMA, Positive Mental Attitude. Welcome again to my podcast, Daily Drives. So this is going to be a little follow-up to a previous episode. What makes a bully a bully? Uh, the reason I want to talk about this is because I want to follow up and let you know kind of what has happened with my son uh, who was being bullied at school. Uh, and, and what's kind of transpired between us and the school, uh, the kid, and, and everything else, right? So um, also, I think it's important to understand when it's time to do something different. It's time to make a, a major change when it comes to your kid, uh, especially if they're you know, being bullied. So here's the deal. Several months ago, um, my son Ethan started the seventh grade middle school. Big deal, right? Uh, you guys remember what it's like to go into seventh grade. I remember being in seventh grade. I was not Mr. Popular. <laughs> um, I had my nose in a book more than anything else. I got good grades. Uh, I, I was a good student, but I didn't have a ton of friends. I know, hard to believe, right, Jason, without a ton of friends. Trust me, it's true. Uh, it wasn't until I went to eighth grade, switched schools, and, and literally redefined myself and, and made myself a, a new image, if you will, before I, I became somewhat, you know, popular, I guess you could say. Um, anyway, I had a lot of friends um, in eighth grade, but not in seventh grade. Seventh grade, you know, you, my voice changed in seventh grade. There was a lot of awkwardness going on, the, the first signs of things like pimples and, and all of those things that, uh, you know, make a teenage boy or girl uncomfortable. Uh, hormones changing and, and the body changing and everything else, right? It's a very... It's a very difficult time for a young man, 12 years old, 13 years old. That's, that's a tough time, right? So we have to be um, sensitive to the needs of kids in that, that age range, okay? Now, when he started school, he had a great attitude like he normally does. He generally likes school. He's not, um, you know, like the best student in the world. He could be because he's smart enough, but 
he has a problem applying himself sometimes and has a problem uh, with organization sometimes and turning things in on time and things like that, right? Which a lot of us have that same exact issue at that sa- around that same age. You know, in middle school is where we really start to figure things out and we really start to develop um, ourselves as students and, and become responsible for the things that we're supposed to do. Uh, turning in work, doing assignments, homework, things like that, right? Um, paying attention to our grades, big deal, right? So it's a tough time for all of us. It, it, it was. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. It's hard. He started school this year. Good attitude. Over the past month, his attitude has dropped. He has tanked. He has had the worst attitude I've ever seen the kid have. And this is not my son. He's a very sweet boy. He wants to please people. He is a people pleaser, which can be a bad thing, but we're working on that. Um, But he's just a great kid. He's very smart. Um, He's very polite, respectful most of the time. So when we noticed a major change about a month ago, we're like, look, man, I mean, I know you got this kid that's messing with you at school or whatever, but what's really going on? So, I mean, we contacted the school, we left messages, we've talked, we've talked to different people, the vice principal, the counselor, uh, you know, the guidance counselor, a couple of different teachers, um, all of whom expressed some concern when it comes to Ethan's bullies, right? One in particular, little Joey Mendez. Now, this little kid, and, and my son do not get along for whatever reason. My understanding, based on what the teachers have told me, uh, is that this kid is generally not a problem, but he and Ethan just don't get along. Whatever it is, I don't know why. Ethan doesn't know why either, at least he says he doesn't know why. Who knows? It doesn't matter. The point is, they don't get along. So this kid and Ethan are going at it every single day in his language arts class. Guess which class Ethan has the lowest grade in. You guessed it, language arts. Now, is this a coincidence? I think not, right? Clearly, there's enough going on in this classroom that it is distracting Ethan and it is making him not do or allowing him the opportunity anyway to not do what he's supposed to do in class. Pay attention, do his work, those kinds of things, right? So it's getting him in trouble. He's had detentions, no joke. These kinds of things are causing major problems. Not only are his grades crap right now, but his attitude sucks as well. Most of the time he's pretty good at home, but even, even at home in the last month, he has, you know, had, he's been a little defiant and things. And again, not like Ethan. It's really not. I mean, he's a different kid today than he was two months ago. He really honestly is. And we, we know this because we spend time with our kids. We know what they're like on a regular basis. And we know when something's amok, when something's not quite right. And that's where we're at. So in the past 10 days, uh, my wife and I have gone to the school, spoken to one of the counselors there, the child psychologist as well. Um, we've had a couple of phone conversations. My wife actually has had a couple of phone conversations with some of the folks at school. We have a meeting set up to uh, go talk to a couple of the teachers where he's having the biggest problems. And uh, that's, that's next week. So 
we're, we're being proactive. We're trying to find solutions to the problem. But here's the deal, okay? Last week, when Ethan came home from school, we found out that he had been serving lunch detentions because he was acting like a dumbass uh, during lunch and playing with his food along with his friends. Now, of course, Ethan says, oh, I, I wasn't doing it. They were doing it. I, I just got in trouble too. Bullshit. <laughs> we know better, all right? So he was playing around with his food. He got in trouble and was supposed to serve lunch detentions. He had like one or two lunch detentions left to serve and all of a sudden decided that he just wasn't going to do it. Told the teacher no. So they put him in in-school suspension. Instead of going to in-school suspension, he walked out the front fucking door. No joke. He walked out the front door. He was going to leave campus. He says he wasn't going to leave campus. He was just going to sit outside the school. But either way, he's skipping class, right? Not good. Very, very, very poor behavior and completely unacceptable. Um, the security officers stopped him in the parking lot and made him come back inside. So the interesting thing is that we didn't know anything about this until we heard it from Ethan and then we had to call the school and confirm what was going on. So a big problem with this particular school is communication. None of the teachers talk to one another, nor do like the, uh, the upper level staff, like the principal, the vice principal, the counselors, things like that. They don't talk to one another and to make it worse, they don't let us know what's going on. I mean, if my 12-year-old son has a week's worth of lunch detentions, don't you think that that's something you want to let the parents know about? We didn't get a note, a letter, an email, a phone call, nothing, right? And after all of the reports that I've filed online for the bullying uh, and things like that, we, we still have gotten really no response up until now uh, because we've basically drug it out of them uh, as to what, what's going on at the school right? None. No communication whatsoever. So since we can't be there every single day to see what's going on and, and to walk him from class to class to make sure he's getting there on time and things like that, we have to rely on the faculty and the staff at the school to help us out in the event that there's something wrong. There's clearly something wrong here, guys. Clearly something wrong. And then last week, on Thursday, Ethan just had a bad day. He, he's throwing a fit about nothing. You know, he was getting ready to get his PlayStation back from where he's been grounded because of some of these incidents that he's pulled at school, like the leaving school, for example. Yeah, when we found out that he tried to leave campus, we made him, we made him pack up his PlayStation in its original box as if it was going back to the store. Now, of course, we didn't say this is going back to the store. We're not lying to the kid. We're telling him, look, you have to make progress with your attitude, your behavior, and your grades, or you're not going to play this thing. Period. That's it. Right? That's what a good parent does. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. So he was getting ready to get some time on his PlayStation, but for some reason, he just sabotaged himself. You know, got a pissy attitude. Uh, and just gave us the death stare instead of talking to us and answering questions like he's supposed to. So, we're like, what the hell is really going on? So my wife takes him aside, and, you know, he's crying and, and a complete mess, and he says to her, he says, why don't you ask me about my mental health, Mom? 
like all mad and angry and whatever. And she's like, well, how's your mental health? And he said, I think about killing myself every day. Yeah, that's what he said. Now, some of you are thinking, wow, this kid's just, you know, acting out. While others are thinking, holy shit, this is terrifying. If my kid said that to me, my heart would drop, right? And that's how you should feel. Because whether it is the former or the latter, it makes no difference. The point is that the kid obviously has something wrong. He's obviously not happy with something. We need to find a way to create a solution for this problem. First, we need to figure out what the real problem is, and then we can start working on a solution. Well, his mom sat and talked to him for a good hour and found out that this kid, Joey Mendez, has just been completely ruthless with him over the past few weeks especially, which explains his different attitude, explains his attitude towards school, toward class, and things like that. Uh, and it also explains his attitude when it comes to the authoritative figures at the school because they're telling him, hey, when somebody picks on you, say something and we'll take care of it. But the teacher's standing right there in class watching this kid mess with him and basically doing nothing. He separated them, put them on opposite sides of the classroom from my understanding. But other than that, the kid's not getting in any trouble. His parents haven't been called in. Like, what the fuck? So, what does a father do when he has a situation like this come up with his kids? I've been in the situation before where one of my children was, um, had suicidal thoughts and things like that. And, and guys, it's fucking scary, man. It's not what you want to hear from your kid, you know, because you got to, then you're terrified. You go to work, he's at home all day because he's sick or whatever, and you come home and he's no longer breathing. I can't have that. I can't live my life like that. I can't do that. Right? And he shouldn't have to. He's fucking 12 years old, almost 13 years old. He should be enjoying his life. He should be hanging out with his friends, playing on his PlayStation, and getting good grades because that's what he can do. He's smart enough. It's not like he doesn't have the, the, the knowledge or the ability to learn. I'm sure his intellect is off the chart, right? I know what he's capable of, and he's not living up to his full potential right now. Not just with school but with everything else, you know? With his attitude, with, you know, his chores, his other responsibilities, like, he's capable of much more. So, the school's the fucking problem, guys. It's not just the kid that's picking on Ethan. It's not just Ethan having a problem with this and that and whatever. It's the school as well. More than anything else, it's the school. Lack of communication. Not interested in talking to the parents in, you know, when, when there's a situation that comes up. The, the language arts teacher talked to my wife for quite a while on the phone saying that this was a big problem with the school, that there's never any communication. It's the biggest problem with the school. The biggest problem. And now he's supposed to be supporting his school, but he even said, look, I, I want to support this, but at the same time, nobody talks to anybody. Nobody does anything about anything. It's so frustrating for me. I have to watch a bunch of badass kids all day long, basically babysit because their parents can't be parents or don't know how to be parents or just suck at being parents. 
And meanwhile, I've got a kid like Ethan who started out the year as a happy-go-lucky kid. Everybody loved him. He's having a good time. He's doing his work. He's paying attention in class to now. He's doing nothing. He's not paying attention. He's dicking off. He's talking to his friends. He's arguing with this other kid. Like, at what point do you decide it's time to make a phone call? You know, or send an email, something. You know, smoke signals, carrier pigeon, whatever. So it's the school. The school's the problem. So instead of making this kid face these problems that he's dealing with on a daily basis all alone all by himself and making him feel like nobody likes him making him feel like he's in the wrong place he doesn't belong there instead of allowing him to go through this I'm pulling him out of school I'm going to homeschool this child for the remainder of his junior high school years so for the rest of this year and his eighth grade year, I'm keeping him home. We're going to teach him online, All right? K-12, it's a great online program. It costs money, but I don't care about the money. I'll get the money. Not worried about that. I'll pay for it. I've paid tuition before. I know how it works. We'll make it happen. I'm not concerned about that part. The thing that I'm concerned about is protecting my child and giving him a learning environment in which he can excel not one where he feels like it doesn't matter what he does or says he's always going to be the bad guy to his peers to his teachers to the faculty he's always going to be the bad guy he feels like an outsider right now like nobody likes him everybody hates him you know for some reason when this kid Mendez started messing with him all these other people just kind of jumped on the let's hate Ethan bandwagon that's exactly how he put it too. Everybody just jumped on the bandwagon. So now he feels like everyone in that class hates him. Everyone in every class hates him. He's got his half dozen friends that he hangs out with during lunch. And that's the best part of his day. Other than band, which is first period. Because he loves band. He loves to play that clarinet, man. The kid, he loves it. He loves coming home and telling me about what he's learned. And luckily, with this K-12 program online, he can continue to go play in the band at the school. All he has to do is go in there first period, go through his band stuff, and then he can come back home and finish the rest of his school day. And when they have concerts and stuff, of course, we can take him. No big deal. Right? So he's really excited. We told him the plan. He's excited about it. His attitude, when we told him that we were going to pull him out of this school, his attitude changed instantly and drastically. Like he was in a great mood. What can I do to help you guys out? Let me take the dogs out. Let me do this. Let me do that. Like he was just so appreciative of the fact that we pay enough attention to realize that we have him in a very bad situation right now being at Meadow Lawn Middle School. That place is a shithole. Most of the kids that are there, according to the teachers and the faculty that we've talked to so far, are little assholes. That's basically what they've told us. Obviously, they didn't use those words. But they did say things like, you know, not parented very well, or they don't have Ethan's manners, or you know what I mean? When we hear things like this, we know what they're really trying to say. I got a bunch of badass kids that I'm babysitting all day. That's basically what they're telling us. So this is the time to take action. The school's not going to be much help. So instead of allowing them to continue to fuck up my child, I'm going to take this matter into my own hands and I'm gonna give him a good healthy rich learning environment where he can thrive and grow as a student and a person because the bullying is too much 
It's not just the bullying. It's the fact that nothing gets done about it. That's the problem. It's not just the bullying. Bullying sucks. Yes, we all have had to deal with it. I've had my fair share of, of bullies, you know? I have. Blacked one's eye in like fifth grade, never messed with me again. Not the point. My son's not like that. He's not ready to duke it out with somebody like I am. And most of the time I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'll try to talk my way out of a fight a million times before I'll actually engage in a physical altercation. For two reasons. One, it's pointless. <laughs> the physical altercations, it's pointless. It's pointless. I'm going to choke you out and you're going to feel like a dumbass and you're probably going to be hurt or sore or whatever. And all we did was prove that you're an idiot. You know? So don't fuck with me. Especially don't fuck with my kids. So we had to make this decision because because he's our son. You know, we all have to deal with bullies sometimes and whatever, like I said, but, but when you get nothing from the school, no communication, no reprimand, I mean, the kid, he had his glasses ripped right off his face. They tell me that they figured out who the kid was that did it and that they spoke to the kid's parents, but never once was there a meeting between us and them, and there should have been. The school should have called in both parents from, from the kid that stole the glasses and from uh, you know Ethan, so they should have called in both parties involved and we should have had a discussion about what took place. That's what should have happened. You should have made the student accountable for his actions. Instead, you assume that the parents of all these badass children are going to take care of that anyway. And unfortunately, in this day and age, you can't assume that. You can't assume that because there are so many lousy fucking parents out there. Parents who think they know what they're doing, but haven't got a fucking clue. Or parents who don't give a shit one way or the other. There's too many of them out there right now, at least in this particular school. So we had to make a decision. I think it's the right decision. I think it's the right choice. To remove our son from a toxic situation. Because this is 2019. We have options. The public school system doesn't have to be the only way to educate our children. I want you to keep that in mind. At this moment in time, the public school system is failing my son. They are failing Ethan. He's not failing class. They're failing him. That's the real issue. They are failing this kid. And they are watching him go in a downward spiral and they're doing nothing about it even though they know, they see the difference in his attitude from the beginning of the year to now. They see all the kids messing with him. They see the fact that he's not doing his work and that he's not paying attention in class and that he's not engaging in conversation with the teacher. And yet, they do nothing. They sit on their hands and bitch about their job, about the fact that they have so many terrible kids they have to watch and, and keep an eye on. Well, fuck that. Fuck that. So if you're facing the same kind of a problem, if your kid's getting bullied at school, the first thing that you need to do is talk to the school. That's the first thing that you need to do. Go to the school, talk to the school. If there's a specific kid that keeps messing with them, request the school to have the parents come in and everybody have a meeting. 
right? All the parents talk about what's going on. Listen, if we can just let our kids know that we're there to help them, that we're there to make sure that they're okay, to make sure that they're safe, and to make sure that they can thrive in a good learning environment. If we show them this, then they're going to be showing their kids the same thing. And they're going to understand that we really do care and they're going to open up to us and talk to us a lot more. And that's one of the problems that Ethan's had is that he hasn't been talking to us and letting us know what's really going on, right? He's been keeping it under his hat because no one does shit. I understand that. Don't you? So step one, talk to the school. Step two, try to get all parties involved. Both students, all the parents. Get everybody on the same page. Have a meeting. If that's not working, have a teacher, a teacher, shit, a, a parent-teacher conference. Call your kids' teachers and get involved with them. Find out what's going on inside the classroom. Right. Also, you need to make sure that you're paying attention. I know we all have like student portals and things that we can use now to watch our kids' grades and make sure that they're turning things in on time and things like that because when they're doing well for a while and then all of a sudden they start tanking, you can know immediately that there's an issue and you can nip it in the bud right away. Find out what the problem is, get it taken care of. Now, when you go through all these channels and you're not getting any results, the school's not helping, the, the parents aren't meeting with you, the teachers don't have time for you or whatever, then it's time to make another decision. Then you have to realize that maybe not all of the problem lies on the bully or not all the problem lies on your student. A lot of times, schools, they just don't have time to babysit a bunch of brats, dude. They don't have the time. They're there to teach your kids, not to, not to, to be your kid's parent. So if you suck at parenting your kid, homeschool them for me, please. That way the teachers can do what they're supposed to do. And that's part of the problem too, is that there's so many kids that, that aren't doing what they're supposed to do and that don't get in trouble at home when they do something wrong or, or something messed up. They just have to babysit. You know, that's what they get done doing at the end of the day. They're overpaid babysitters. Underpaid teachers, but overpaid babysitters. That's not fair. It's not fair to the other students in the class that want to learn. It's not fair to the teacher that has a job to do and has a curriculum to follow. It's not fair to anyone. So if you suck at parenting, homeschool your kid, please. <laughs> ah, it's frustrating. That's why I wanted to talk about it because it's fucking frustrating. But my son is going to be okay. We're going to put him in an environment where he can learn, where he can thrive, where he can grow as an individual. So when you've exhausted all of those resources, I invite you to look at online schooling. There's a lot of options out there now, guys. It's 2019. There's so many private and public schools online and other places that you can send your child for an education. You don't have to rely on the public school system anymore. And I, for one, think that we need to all stand up when we have a public school system that's not doing the right thing and let people know. Let people know about this terrible school that we're sending our children to. Now hopefully your school is a hell of a lot better than this and you don't have these kinds of problems. But if you do, I want you to understand that there are options. You are not limited to the public school system. If you have questions about this, I have answers. If you have suggestions, I'd love to hear them. Send me an email, 
dailydrivespodcast at gmail.com. Look me up on social media, Jason, C-R-E-M-E-A-N-S, Cremeans. I'm all over the place. So you have suggestions, I'd love to hear them. If you, want, if you have questions, I'd, I'd love to, to come up with answers for you. Let's have a conversation. Send me an email, send me a direct message, whatever. We'll talk about it. If your kid's facing this same problem, I can help. I can help because, you know, I don't give up on anything. I'm giving up on this fucking school system. I'm giving up on Meadowlawn Middle School. Giving up on them. They are not worth sending my kid there at all. That's all I got for you. That's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to follow up on the bullying and let you guys know what's happened. Um, now that we've decided that there are too many bullies at the school, we're going to pull him. Pulling him out of school and we're going to homeschool him for the next couple of years. Then he can go to high school at Northeast uh, where our daughter is doing very well and thriving and having a good time and, and not having any problems. You know, So hopefully we'll get him through this little age barrier here where you know, he's got the awkward years over the next year and a half and he'll go into high school uh, confident and happy and ready to go and ready to learn. That's it. That's all I got for you. All right, guys. I, I appreciate you listening to my rants. Please share this with other people. I think it's going to be very powerful for people who don't know what to do. People who are like, I don't know what to do. I'm at my wit's end. My kid's acting up. He doesn't normally do this. There's a problem at school, but I can't figure out what it is. This is going to help those people. So share it with those people. And uh, until I talk to you again, be good to yourselves, be good to your kids, and be good to each other.